0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Assuming Physicians podcast. Kevin over here, and Mikey over here. And today on the
2: podcast, I
0: get to do my favorite Ghibli movie. Yay!
2: More Studio Ghibli.
0: So, what was it last episode or a couple episodes ago? A
2: couple episodes ago. Mikey did his
0: favorite Ghibli movie, which was Porco Rosso.
2: Porco Rosso. And now we're gonna talk about
0: my favorite Ghibli movie. Uh, And much like Mikey, I had to debate myself in my own brain.
2: Yes. Picking your favorite child, like we said last time. Yes.
0: And we also have uh, our announcer, Brad, is in the studio today. Hey, guys. Speaking
2: so. of favorite children, just kidding. a love you, Scott. So, uh, and
0: now. <laughs> and he's recently seen Castle in the Sky. So That's right. He said, I'll sit down with you guys and talk about it, too. Yeah. Song's in my head, just like y'all's. It's a castle in the That's sky. Right. It's <laughs> Castle in the Sky. That's my favorite one. Castle in the
2: Sky. Officially known as Laputa Castle in the Sky. Laputa Castle in the Sky.
0: Laputa. Say Laputa. The
2: syllable's so hard. Laputa.
0: Laputa. Laputa. Can't Um, say it any other way. You don't offend people. Yes, (laughs) Laputa. I'll do my my best. Just call it Castle in the Sky. (laughs) The bait in my brain was, so I really love Howl's Moving Castle. Mm -hmm. Sure. I also love Arrietty. But I love this one too. And I had to say, like, which one do I put above these. Yes. And I will use pretty much a lot of this time with you guys explaining why this one is above these. It's the whole point. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. <laughs> well, a little background. This is it has an interesting background as far as the English dubs, but it just has an interesting background anyway. Mm-hmm. This is the debated first movie from Studio Ghibli. <laughs> why debated? Because technically the entire crew that did this movie and then subsequent Ghibli movies did a short, it was a short film, I think, called Nausicaa.
2: Okay, yep, Valley of the Wind.
0: Yes, which is great, yes, but this group was not called Studio Ghibli at the time. Ah. Oh. Uh, but a lot of people just put this under there too because it's just retroactive. It's a question of official paperwork being sure. done. yeah, yeah. yeah. so... Technically, yes, their first one, but not really. And there's actually a lot of stuff in here that's also in Nausicaä as far as feel and look and stuff, just (laughs) because this was the first major release that they did. I don't know if it's like first one, best one, (laughs) but uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into why I like this. I can see there's
1: a lot of good groundwork here, a lot of of building of their themes that you see in later shows. Right, right. Uh, definitely.
2: What's your Miyazaki Ghibli context for you? Because we kind of talked about it last episode with mine. Like, is there a start for it for you?
1: Sure. I think my first exposure was uh, was Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Um, and will always be that. And uh, the, the fish one, the Ponyu or Ponyo. Uh, Ponyo. Ponyo. Yeah. And around that time. So mid-90s, I think, was my exposure. Right on. And, and always thought favorably of it. But also recognized that it was definitely its own style mm-hmm. it was definitely its own house and i i was coming out of the the other side of of japanime you know like the akira and the uh right. you know uh, the bubblegum police mm-hmm. and and more of the military violent uh fun <laughs> uh that side of things and not the art house this is mm-hmm. more art house this is more sweet and fun story and uh, four foot tall kids and that's how you know they're kids because they're four feet tall and <laughs> not, you know, and no, tweens, I the, guess, really. I guess, Such yes. a hot debate. I still don't um, have an answer. But there's so many, uh, uh, just, there's so many archetypes here that you see in other shows later. So there's a lot of foundation here, I think.
2: But uh, had, like... You're not the like a mm-hmm. huge Miyazaki fan that you've seen this a whole bunch previously. No, I've okay. only
1: i I saw this one other time, and okay. that was that was uh, early on. I want to say maybe it was HBO in in the 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 mid eighty. I mean mid nineties. Yeah, 90s. yeah. Cause so
2: its same for me. I'd, I've seen this maybe once before, and this was back when I did my uh, Miyazaki deep dive that I was talking about. So it was in the cluster of all of them. So seeing it again was nice because a a lot of the details had been lost. So it was almost kind of fresh seeing it again.
1: Sure. It's a fun show. Definitely (laughs) a fun movie. We had a good time watching it together as a group.
2: Did you you say this was your first Miyazaki, Kev? I don't think I mean, I know we said the studios, but...
0: I don't think so. You know my weird history with... with, (laughs) I told you about it last time where I was getting stuff on vhs from some guy who had a huge collection and half the time i didn't even know what i was watching
1: that's (laughs) kind of how it worked for a lot of us back in the day
0: so i just got what you got so i don't even know what i do know is just just from just general anime history is basically the stuff before this was like speed racer (laughs) and things in that vein but you're right brad the studio ghibli and the thing that was different about them is they kind of like elevated it to like a disney level almost yes and they were trying to do things a little different than Speed Racer and stuff like that. And but here's feature length. Yeah, know? feature length. And, you know, since this was 86, this is like one of those things that to me is like one of the things that makes a lot of firsts. So a lot of people will see this. And like you said, it feels like so much other Ghibli stuff because it was their first. Yeah. And a lot of people see this and are like, oh, well, this one's better. This one's better because they were building on the right. thing from before. Right. And then also every other anime that came after this one stole so much from everything. you do see a lot of that. I don't know when I first ever saw this. Like I said, everything blends in. But if I saw it before 2003, I kind of think I did. I saw a dub that was just done by what's called Streamline. It's an unknown studio. And this dub was done in English Hired by Studio Ghibli people so they could show it on Japan Airlines. Again? Yeah, like Porco Rosso. That's crazy. Or before well, uh, yeah. Porco, what, 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 no, they, Porco Rosso.
2: That would have been, uh, I think the original Porco Rosso was 89. Oh,
0: so the yeah, I yeah. guess they probably got a package deal with Japan Airlines. That's there. crazy. And no one of real note that we would know was the voice actors in this. But the one that in we... In the first one. Yeah, the yeah. one that we've all seen and the more well-known one at this point is the Buena Vista one. And holy cow. Yeah, and the cast is amazing. Get a load of this. But what was, what's weird is it was recorded in 98, but it wasn't released until 2003. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So some of the voices make sense in 98, but don't make sense in 2003.
1: True, and even less sense now. Yeah.
0: The the voice that we have, the cast uh, of the English great. dub and the Disney English dub. Buena Vista at the time, but now Disney owns them. I thought they. I think they Florida. always did. Yeah. I think Buena Vista was always Disney. So we have James Van Der Beek, <laughs> Dawson, <laughs> Dawson <from laughs> Dawson's yeah. Creek. yeah. So Tom that, tell that tells you the the era. Anna Paquin, right? Um, oh, who wrote, she was a thing back then? <laughs> then. Cloris Leachman, I unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable.
1: The some of the sounds that we heard Cloris Leachman mm-hmm. make in this movie. I will never forget. And yeah. I'm glad that I'm alive <laughs> and that I witnessed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like we heard her sandwich eating sounds. Yeah. And we heard her distress sounds. And we heard some other sounds that you might attribute to some other activities. Uh-huh. But
2: she's playing the Miyazaki favorite uh, creepy looking old yes. woman. Yeah. Yes. Baba Yaga. Good,
1: bad guy. That's it was great.
0: Um, bad guy, good guy. Bad guy with a heart of gold. Whatever you want to call it. The, all her sons are played by well-known voice uh, yes. actors and actors in general. Mm-hmm. We got Michael McShane. You might remember him from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. Yeah, that um, guy's got the crazier. And I see. Uh, uh, Mandy Patinkin.
1: <laughs> uh, the, the very talented yeah.
0: Mandy Patinkin. And Andy Dick. So and that's one of the did. that's one of those ones where you go. Two thousand and three wasn't any Dick in a lot. Oh, they originally recorded ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. So those you go from news radio days to it was like real, nothing like yeah. bad
1: stand up getting thrown out of yeah, coffee shops exactly. or whatever it was that he went on to do. Um, and it. voicing anime. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> right? the
0: uh, penultimate, oh. the great Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, that's playing right. the baddie
1: in the <laughs> middle of his. His voiceover work days is the golden age of yes, his voiceover yes, work. I would say so. Yeah. He's I in kept the waiting middle. for it.
2: And I kept waiting for it. And then, right, like when he gets revealed, like, I mean, you know, he's the bad guy. Yeah. But when he, like, takes the chains off, takes the mask off, and he's full bad guy at the end, and it's full Joker He voice. did That's get amazing. a little
1: Joker, didn't he, at the end? That was great. Uh, they really got, I mean, you could tell that they, I bet that recording studio was a blast to just watch. Like uh, could mm-hmm. you imagine I would like in my oh, mind
0: yeah. there's a documentary about it Is there? Yeah, you oh, can God. see it. That'd be you great. You can see how Cloris Leechman did her eating sounds. Oh really? Uh-huh. Okay,
1: so in my mind they're all recording at the same time they and they're not of throwing down lines one at a time by yeah. themselves cuz in my mind that would be a lot more fun. I know the reality is a lot more boring sometimes, mm. but but, you,
2: but in like in the favor of that though, you do see like the Disney behind the scene featurettes when they do animated movies like this. Not, not specifically for this sure. one, but they always show like here's the cast having fun mm, doing voices, right. and they are in the same room. But.
1: In my mind, that's how it. You know, it's all one big happy in the studio going at the same time.
2: Because who wouldn't want to work with Cloris Leachman just oh to sit gosh. there and watch her eat a sandwich? Right,
1: What a legend, Frau
0: <laughs> <laughs> <our> Brulein. <brew> <laughs> Or whatever, <laughs> however that went. Young Frankenstein? For those of you who don't know the basic story, I'm going to spoil it. Yep. It's, but it's my favorite. thing. I just
1: watched the movie and I
2: still don't know and the we'll basic story. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: It's really simple. One of the reasons I love this is that it's a popcorn muncher in a lot yes. of ways.
2: Very much. So. It
0: has action from the jump. And it just feels like a 80s blockbuster a la yes. Spielberg-Lucas you got Goonies elements. You got Indiana <laughs> right. Jones elements in it. Right. Yep. You got ET it elements. Nods to in all it all of that. It has all that kind of stuff in there. And it's from 86. It's right in the middle of it. Yes. Right in the middle of all the... This is when Back to the Future was coming out. Very thematic. Out. It, it fits in perfectly, and it just gives me those warm 80s fuzzies, like those kind of movies. It fits in there. If it was live action, it would have been a Spielberg movie. <laughs> sure, very much
2: so. <laughs> it would be, Yeah, the 80s version of that live action, you could probably cast that pretty easy, because these are pretty... Uh, Miyazaki's favorite toys Like we were talking about He has his little Play actors that he likes That's kind of where
0: He invented them though Oh absolutely That's that's what I was saying About seeing some Of the other things
2: This is where you get To see the seeds of them Like the the awesome heroine, main girl You know The the scrappy dude Yeah The the guy (laughs) The crazy mystic That's either in a cave Or working in the steam room With the big old mustache Right Yes but always
1: With some kind of Crazy hair
2: And it has that Signature
0: comedy That we're talking about That we love From Porco Rosso That Miyazaki Has this great signature. Sense of humor it's it's a mix of the slapstick of old it is from like you know just the old uh like three stooges buster Laurel and Hardy, yeah buster keaton stuff which translates over until you know the warner brothers cartoons and stuff <laughs> yes <laughs> then also there's a lot of like just little quips and side things and things that just for the longest time we call it kind of star wars humor um, but then it kind of became Marvel humor as well. No, one,
2: thanks. We're fine here. Thanks. How are yeah, you? Yeah. One
0: of the points right. comes like when Ponzu's there like professing,
2: I'll do whatever I can to save
0: her. And the pirate goes like, pops his head around the corner. He's like, oh, Ponzu loves Gina. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Whoa. it's
2: like hilarious. Or the first time he gets to the necklace. I mean, sorry, Nicholas. Uh, and he gets the Nicholas. Nicholas and he jumps off the roof. That's totally like Buster Keaton, yeah. like all the hanging they do from the edges of buildings and vines. Yes. Yeah, positive, absolutely.
0: Positive has the best grip ever. But right away, it starts off. We have an awesome airship. This is point one. <laughs> okay, one of the reasons I love Howells is because of the steampunk yes. and the airships, and they're in this too. They're and this is before that. Yes, uh, so they're already doing it, and right away, airships. Air Pirates. Cool, like, beetle-looking... What were they called? Yeah,
2: those F- little... Flottocopters? Uh, flop- I, I thought I heard the word flopters when flopters. I was... Flopters. Yes, flopters. F- I flying, think you did yeah. hear that.
0: Yes. Flying And that's coppers. brilliant. Um, just, they sound like, <laughs> like beetles. <laughs> uh, and right away, we find out there's this girl who's been kidnapped, Sheeta. Knight, Voiced by Anna Paquin. <laughs> and she has some kind of magic crystal and the pirates are after it and whoever had kidnapped her wants it. And she just basically like within the first, what, five minutes, she's falling out of the
1: it's grandma and her gang right yeah.
2: after her. But she's floating, yeah, falling out of the sky, floating in the sky. Yeah, and then she starts floating. She has the crystal from Titanic. No, wait, no. Yeah.
1: She has been falling for 20
2: minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She but falls she, through the whole opening credits. That's it. And yeah. she has the, the MacGuffin, the crystal. Right. Mm-hmm. This is I like this because we were talking about Porco Rosso and how it has the realism and the detail. Mm-hmm. This has this I mean this movie is just as beautiful in the fact that it's uh, it's crazy to think that this is 86 and it looks this good. But it's also interesting to see this is this is going back to the more fairy tale supernatural Miyazaki mm-hmm. that we were talking about in that we do have airships and we, they are incredibly yeah. well designed but they're they're more fantastical. Right they, exactly. He's like I'm going to go all out with it and it, yeah. this is the more fun side of it and right. less based in reality in in a good way. Right. Fantastical. But
0: they're the same, like, they're oh, basically the yeah. same kind of airships that are in Howl's. Yep. Especially the army one.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> it's all, it's I creepy think. and menacing a little bit the more, I so. Yes, yeah, yes, that was cool.
0: I think yeah, it's so cool when it's under the clouds and it looks like a shark.
2: Yep. I love it. That scene was great because, like, I made a comment, if Porco Rosso is planes acting like cars, this is very much planes or ships, airships acting like naval ships. Yeah. Right. right. Battling in the sky waters. Yeah. And that one had sky pirates in it, too. <laughs> Re- recurring great. Themes.
0: Yeah, it's it's just interesting that he has like tropes and this is where they, you see the all like, you, we can, we're we going to keep saying it, but you see yes. where all the seeds are planted.
2: That's right. It's great. The roots.
0: The roots. There's roots. Yeah, just like the roots <laughs> in Laputa. <laughs> the great tree. That's right. Been, the great tree that's been growing for what, 700 years, did he say? Long time.
2: Something like that. But this this movie has, I think you made the comment, but it's, it's nonstop action right from the jump. Yeah we got so many different factions in play mysterious girl mysterious crystal mysterious boy that saves her yes and then mysterious bad guys not one not two but like tribes of I them love now. double bad
1: guys I love yeah. shows where there's Multiple bad guys, and they're possibly working against each other. And oh, maybe one of the groups of bad guys might flip flop, and yeah, yeah, suddenly they're helping the good guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're good guys. Who knows? But yeah. no, they're still bad. But you know,
0: no, it, it had that whole like it's a group of Han Solo. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's
1: all very haphazard, and yeah, the the granny and her gang were Cause, awesome. Yeah,
0: because it had that has this kind of Star Wars thing mm-hmm. where like Pazu is Luke. And, oh, for sure. And Cheetah's Leia <laughs> and Mark Hamill is Darth Vader. <laughs> right. And you know, the Laput is the Death Star. Absolutely. That's yeah. no cloud. Yeah. yeah. And then the, all those pirates are just a bunch of Han Solos.
2: And then the Forest robots are actually just murder C three POs. Yeah. <laughs> no then, R2 Forest R2s, yeah. Druid R2. And I
1: made the comment at one point going, Oh my goodness, thank goodness the bad guys shoot like stormtroopers. And then I was wrong because <laughs> they were far more effective than stormtroopers
2: it would almost be too much in the bad guy sense if it weren't for the fact that the design of all of these different factions is so cool. Like they all have their own distinct yeah. identities and, you know, you can tell who is who, even though it is sort of like when you see crowds, it's like, oh, they used all 10 of their their <laughs> male uh, anime template faces. The, the templates, that's right.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this is the, our first real getting to know the Miyazaki young heroine face in the <laughs> Miyazaki young boy face yeah, and surprised look and uh, yeah.
2: angry look and mustachioed man that is cranky and wizened that's wizened right. and <laughs> an early a young doctor Robotnik getting work <laughs> very much was oh that, yeah but oh man that's that's the seeds cuz even like yes you do get to see these get developed in their own properties later later in Miyazaki's career but it's also like I was watching it and just naming off all the things that I was like oh Th- this property reference this movie. Yes. It's like like Avatar the the flying kite in Avatar the Last Airbender. Sure. Looks like the kite from the ship in this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some like all the minecart scenes is totally goonies, you know. Oh yeah. The Death Star being, you know, Lapita at the end, it's just it's so funny. And to keep thinking, "Oh, this came first. Cuz you don't right? like you don't don't think that, but you're totally right. I can think of two video game
0: references that are used that reference back to this. Oh sure. yeah! In um, in Minecraft, the Iron Golems yes look very much like the robots, and they'll even give a flower to villagers. <laughs> oh wow! Just <laughs> okay. like in this. And then in the game Overwatch, there's a robot character called Bastion okay um who also has a little bird that's on his right. shoulder that's and right. there's a ver- there's a skin where he's all moss covered and grass covered because that's awesome. he oh, wow. literally gets found like defunct and covered in grass mm-hmm. and like it comes alive so that's it's the same thing they stole well it. <laughs> and those little loth
1: cats at the end those little cats at the at the end that are on the thing I mean, that's a the Lothcat. I it, mean, with that, with, I mean, one hundred
2: percent. It's it's not a Pokemon form,
1: function, everything.
2: It's, yeah, Pokemon Lothcat, right. and more thing. on the video games. The the scenery design, like. I thought Zelda was original and cool, but Zelda ripped wholeheartedly and just stole the castle oh, out of sure. the sky from this movie it <laughs> does kind and of... made Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. They've now made two games based on this design style.
0: Yeah, it's it's so influential because yeah. it's, it's I think because it's, it's so fantastic.
1: It is, and it became known in comfort, and it became right. It became uh, accepted and and part of the pop culture, part of the collective imagining of of things that it got into other. Or, or that we see other artists rip
0: from it. Oh, sure. Or and, pay tribute to and, it, I and think. More what, like. What's interesting is so much of this stuff we're talking about is probably influenced by this 2003 release of it. Yes. Except for probably the, the Zelda stuff because <laughs> they saw the 86 one and understood <laughs> it in their own language. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm getting at is like this movie is like as old as Back to the Future yeah. But it's if no one saw Back to the Future until the early two thousands.
1: Well, it's almost like it, it probably got a bump. You know, it came yeah. out in the in the eighties for the crowd that could consume it, yeah. in its native language, right. or the the hardcore Japan for <laughs> <laughs> the who could get it. You know, dubbed the way it was for us uh, early, and then it got a bump again in early two thousands. Yeah,
0: it's amazing, and the reason why it took so long to get released is because they released Princess Mononoke. And it didn't do well in theaters, which oh. is crazy.
2: That is crazy to me. I would have totally assumed the opposite. Sure,
1: but it com- not different, but a different enough film that I think that that
0: this is a stronger vehicle, and I, which and is a shame. I, I think this should have gotten released first because yeah. I think part of the reason why I like this is because even though it does have some of Miyazaki's like making a point theme and moral theme in it, mm-hmm. And it's there if you want to find it. It's not like you can tell he's like hedging a little bit. So it's a little more consumable. Yeah, You have to dig a little more. Yeah, Yeah, more love Uh, story. Some some of his later ones,
2: it's more obvious what he's getting at. And a lot of his stuff is bleaker.
0: Like Mononoke's... Pretty bleak.
2: Sure. Yeah, I was going to say this is the more like fun, lighthearted of the two for having kind of similar messages, and that you know, nature prevails. Return to the Earth. Right. Industry can be a dark pathway. Right. Of stuff.
0: Exactly. And the power in the wrong hands can create horror. Yeah. Horrors in the world, and it's there, but it's just presented in a much like there's a spoonful of sugar with this one. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is why I prefer it. Over Howl's Moving Castle. I love Howl's Moving Castle. It's a masterpiece. It's wonderfully right. animated. It has that steampunk, diesel punk <laughs> yep. stuff in it that that this has too that I love. I love that steampunk stuff. Not enough burn people, I know, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they're it just be mutants. <laughs> we went through our own steam era, Mikey, and everyone wasn't burned.
2: But I'm telling you, <laughs> the, the OSHA codes back then, that's why the life expectancy was like 32 for well, so yeah. many years. Well, every genre I had
1: it, you know.
0: Well, they're letting a 13-year-old do all kinds of crazy.
2: How old wars? are these kids? Right. They're working in the mines. They're hanging off of airships. Yeah, they're like nine, you know. I, the yeah. Flying kites.
0: Officially on a fandom thing, Okay. they're supposed to be tweens. They're supposed to be like 12, 13. 13, 14-ish. Oh, oh, 13, 14. Ish makes but, sense it makes sense but also it gets really weird when the pirates start hitting on cheetah but, but also right. you know you think this is olden times yeah like I see people go Sheeta's does' 13 I'm like can we just make her 15 because there was an era like that's what eras exist era's stuff sure. there was an era when a 50 15 was marion Age yeah. variable so affordable. yeah can we just I know a lot of the fan stuff said this 13 year old can we just make I'd rather
2: just have it be cartoon and yeah. worry about that. <laughs> I know. And, and, I mean, they kind of you know. do that because they never really state it. Yeah. So, I mean, we did spend Except the whole time they call wondering. her little
0: princess and little girls And sometime. little boy every time. Yeah. Uh,
2: Patsu gets in trouble. <sighs> Until the end, I started calling him, man boy, hurry up. <laughs> no, but I do think, like, it, it adds to the sweetness, too, that was also, like, in Porco Rosso, the Miyazaki Ghibli sweetness and that it is a little weird that all the pirates get a crush on Sheeta, But you also remember their mama's boys. And this is like the first girl that's been on the ship, you know, and they're right. like, oh, pretty girl. <laughs> and I love you. Yeah, and they've
1: watched Patsu try and save her
0: for yeah. the last, you know, 30
1: <laughs> minutes. So, of course.
0: <laughs> oh. But for those of you who don't know, hopefully you've watched this. If you haven't, go and watch it because yeah. we're going to jump all over this the show
2: place. show
1: will make a lot
0: more sense. It will make a lot more sense. But basically, she does a secret princess. Which is great. Right. Uh, Princess of the Sky yeah, people. Classic. And she's got a magic crystal around her neck. At that, times. That everybody wants and is, is after her for. And at the same time, Ponzu's trying to get her to the place called Laputa, mm-hmm. where uh, apparently is a magical supposed it's, it's based on Lilliput right yes. in Gulliver's Travels. That's oh. what Miyazaki said he based it on. It's that kind of a Gulliver's Travels. And his dad saw it and he wants to get there and the crystal has something to do with it, and he's just trying to save her, and everyone ends up there at some point. And, you know, we get all kinds of fun stuff happening.
2: It's it's tried and true, though. This is fairy tale. It is the princess. It is. but it is. I like the hook of the scrappy orphan boy. One, trope is amazing. Oliver Twist in my, my right. Japanese anime peanut butter. I'll take it. But also the fact that he has the narrative tie-in of His father knows the legend, and so he's he's the outsider that believes, you know. So he's already on board. Oh, this girl's floating out of the sky. I gotta help her, you know. He's on board, but then as soon as he hears the grandfather thing, he's like, "My family legacy. I have to help." Yes, it's Uh, lovely tie-in.
1: I think what makes this movie so successful is that it's familiar beats, even if some of this is the first time we've seen it put together like like this.
0: It's got that. Is that John Campbell? It it is. The hero's journey. They're
1: very Uh, clear. Um, Joseph yes, Campbell. That's right. very clear progression of our hero. Mm-hmm. Very clear first, second, and third acts with a lot of familiar or that's not the right word. A lot of comfortable beats. Mm-hmm. You know the conflict, the the dopey bad guys, yeah. the the bad bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know the scene chewing. Bad guy and Mark Hamill doing the Joker voice, uh, the batter bad guy, batter bad guy. I guess you could call him. But yeah, it's a lot of it's very familiar, so uh, it takes no real suspension of disbelief. It takes no real. No, you can just kick back and enjoy this one for what it is. Kind of beginning to end. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing. It it, it doesn't like it has a lot of. There's magic in this. But it never gets as like weird as some of the later Ghibli stuff gets, Mm-mm. and that's the one thing like uh, like I was getting at before. Howls can be a bummer sometimes because it's real heavy. It's a very anti-war heavy. Yes. Um. It has a lot of really bad things happening to good people. Yep. And it has like weird like goopy creatures and like kind of scary, um, <laughs> like you know <laughs> shadow monster things and. Stuff like that kind of weird, odd stuff that this one doesn't have. And I'm not saying that weird, odd stuff is bad. I mean, that's what makes Spirited Away great. Yes. I know I was talking about Howls, but Spirited Away is all odd, weird stuff because it's the spirit world. <laughs> We're going to the spirit world. Taking a bath. But this one is just, I don't know, this one's just more approachable. And it just, like I had said earlier, it just feels so... 80s to me it just fits in so nicely with back to the future and goonies and all that stuff just like brad said comfortable this like feels really comfortable and i you can easily see this and want this not want this but easily feel like oh Pazu's kind of like a michael j fox ish character (laughs) right you know he has
2: that orange vest that fits (laughs) yeah
0: and we're sitting there going like yeah that's true and we're like well who would she to be we kind of had a hard time because guess what the 80s was kind of bad, <laughs> but obviously Miyazaki wasn't yes. about like strong little female characters here. His tropes even start in this one, his first one. Yeah, his first one. She's like, she can do a lot of stuff on her own. Yeah. She's like,
2: like, get down here. That's man's work. She's like, I can do it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of, as much as Pazu's trying to save her, mm-hmm. he's
2: kind of, she's, doesn't always he's almost getting him. pulled
0: along. Yeah, you know? he's. That's that's a good way to say yeah. it. He's almost getting pulled along because <laughs> yeah. she's already doing it. Yeah,
2: I like it. But okay, so going along, who would be opposite Michael J. Fox if if Patu is Michael J. Patu is Michael J. Fox? Who who plays the uh, Sheeta? Oh, I
1: got a nineteen eighties opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger, Alyssa Milano.
2: Oh, there you go. <laughs> get to the Jabba. Yeah, do yeah. the job. Didn't we
0: say get a, to the castle? Didn't we say like a Jennifer Connelly, oh, like there a you go. Labyrinth I, yes. era Jennifer yes.
2: Connelly? I like it. That would be really good. There yes. you go. Yeah, I hear Sheeta. I think Ali Sheedy, So yeah, also I mean good guess. Shidi, I was, Shida Sheeta.
0: She is kind of the uh, '80s Anna Paquin, <laughs> so, who did the voice, so. who
2: I never knew was so New, new Zealander, so Kiwi. Yeah, I like I, for some reason watching it this time that uh, my ears picked up on it, and I half the fun of watching this movie for me was picking up her her Kiwi words because they're sure. in there.
0: Yeah, because she's like half Canadian, half New Zealander. I I, blame I think it. she grew up in both places, so her accents kind of. Which makes her really apologetic for her accent,
2: <laughs> and Probably. I blame X Men for making me think she's from the Bayou, from Louisiana. Right? Rogue how was. Would you not? Sure. Yeah,
0: she was doing a voice,
2: apparently. and True Blood also was like Southern. Yeah, that was. A, that's why, right. why are they trying to confuse uh, me? Maybe that's like the, Pack maybe that's the one accent she knows how to do. <laughs> 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 it's close enough to her her Kiwi New Zealander, which is real strong if you're paying attention for it. But no, she she makes an excellent Sheeta. Yeah, I mean, speaking, let's talk
0: about these actors for, for a minute. It's so funny that in 2003, I think people, you'd say James Vanderbeek, and they'd be like,
2: hey. <laughs>
0: but of course, in 98, when it was recorded, you know, Dawson was like, the, <laughs> I don't want to wait. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry <is> a <laughs>
2: for the castle to float <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs>
0: um, but, I mean, 98's like prime Dawson's Creek era, right? It really I think is. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so He's
2: making Disney money. But in a weird, like, Nobody in America knew about this movie. So this is a risk for him if he really is yeah.
1: Pete Dawson. I think this was mailbox money for all these guys. You know. know. They were like, hey, mm-hmm. we want you to come to the studio. It's in your contract. But and they uh, did this and three you others. Know you know Cloris Leachman
2: was on board. Yeah, Dola the pilot oh, mom. Geez. Cloris Leachman, I love it. You, she's like, so you want to play great. a grandma pirate? She's like, yes. Do yeah. I get to eat a sandwich? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. She was so good. Do I get to really enjoy eating a sandwich? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but Vanderbeek, I mean... I thought he did great. He did. It was fine. Absolutely. He, he had the appropriate young man voice crack. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, it took me out of it a couple
1: times to try and remind myself who it was.
0: No, yeah, he did a great job. I mean, that that's I think that's where the, his voice acting along with the way the character's animated is what was giving it that Michael J. Fox yeah. in Back to the Future vibes. I'm with you. Like, you could almost hear him saying, Doc, Doc. Right.
2: We got to go back. We got to go back up in the sky. <laughs> There's a castle up there. I saw it.
0: Yeah. Morty. He's got Morty vibes. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so and Cloris Leachman is so brilliant, perfect and brilliant and just looks like the characters. The voice sounds like the character looks Yeah, perfect fit. Yeah. Terrific.
2: Uh, so we did this last time. We talked about it. You weren't here last time, but me and sure. Kevin went through it. A favorite fight or favorite scene if there's something that jumps out in in your mind for Castle in the Sky. Let's
0: do a favorite fight scene first. There you go. There's enough fighting in here. Yeah, there there's is. enough battles. Uh, if
1: I may, I think early on, and, and Kevin touched on it, I loved some of the... Chasing on the train tracks oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the, with the their train vehicle demolishing the tracks, yeah. you know, or their car, whatever yeah. it was, <laughs> demolishing the, the tracks behind it and, yep. and chasing. I mean, that was very mm-hmm. Spielberg. Oh yeah, that felt very sure. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom kind of thing. the tank train. Yeah, was, the army tank that train. Was great. Come on,
2: short round. Great. I mean, Patu. I mean, short round.
1: Yeah. So that that was that got me, and that you know that's how I was hooked.
2: There you go for me I have to say I mean I love robots in general and they put robots in here and it, mm-hmm. I, I kept saying oh Iron Giant but Iron Giant stole it from this sure, yeah, of course. sure. Um, yeah. but there's a couple different scenes but like him with his laser eye and he's actually when you realize that the main robot is protecting Sheeta yes when, uh, mm-hmm. when the city's going down just him going nuts is awesome and Brick Castle medieval style buildings exploding like they're filled with C4 it will never not be awesome, especially when it's soundtracked like with old, old eighties traditional anime sounds. Yeah like yeah. that. Push wing I love that sound. The yes. laser that echoes. We were talking about that. That's like they're hitting telephone yeah. wires or
0: something. It's that, the that's one of the my favorite things in this is that yeah, later later Ghibli stuff is more I don't know, what do you want to call it? The sound design is more western.
2: I guess more Western, more sure. like more Disney. Yeah. It's whimsical and um, but
0: this one it doesn't seem like they messed with the sound design at all because you get that Robotech those Robotech sounds in <laughs> yeah. there. That my favorite is when the Ethereum, the yes. the, the, the the they're down there with the old uncle. And that's what one of those funny translations too. His he's not anyone's uncle. It's no, one of right. those Japanese uh, things. It's an honorific an honorific. He's yeah. yeah. everybody's old uncle. Yeah. But he's down there and he like, you know, he cracks the stones to show them the oh, Ethereum yeah. inside. And it's like, it does that. Shing, that that that, yeah. that when like some, when it was basically any time Voltron like made his sword.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. With the glint and the, the yeah, action lines.
0: I do. I do love that sound. I, and there were so many of them in there. Yeah. The sound design is very Japanese Eastern sound design. <laughs> I, I like that. That's still in there. Was there a battle for you, Kev? A fight? So, I, I really, uh, the initial like from the jump when the pirates get on the ship, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a fun, just rip roaring, <laughs> rousing right in. battle. Just like this movie just started, and <laughs> they're already. Fight and this is great. This movie kind of has a cold open. It sort really of. does, yeah. Yeah, and, drop you right in. Yeah, and, and which is which is really cool, which is fun. I, I call it a hot open though, the way it, it goes <laughs> in. Um, We're starting hot. But where the Miyazaki humor shows through and the delight of this is the pirates <laughs> doing like a, a break your clothes Hulk Hogan style, oh, yeah, flex yeah. off, the flex yeah. off, and then they just have just a giant brawl, it's <laughs> hilarious, and then. The, the when the mom the mom the mom pirate looks at she's like she's like oh there they there there's a giant riot happening that's where they are. I found my <laughs> boy. <yeah. laughs> it's really funny, and then like everyone's chasing everyone's chasing him. She's just like she just pulls out like a potato masher grenade and is like here's
2: something for you. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's
0: like gaw, 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 gaw.
2: <laughs> I love that she is the pirate queen with the heart of gold though because yeah, yeah, it, it makes it, it that kind of character works real a couple well. of great scenes yeah that that
1: call to that
0: yeah well, the, when the one the two kids quote-unquote are <laughs> are talking <laughs> and everyone's eavesdropping the entire
1: you find yeah. out that it's the entire ship is listening to him through the
0: tubes yeah that was a double you beat. think it's just grandma you yeah, first sweet. and then you find
1: out it's everybody yeah <laughs>
0: But you know, it shows her in the bed reacting to what they're saying, and st- you know. And I, do you ever forget with this, with Ghibli stuff, especially that you're like watching a uh, animated thing? Yes, because they sure. animate the they animate facial expressions and reactions so well. Yes, because literally, the, Cloris Leachman isn't acting; at, she's not doing any voice acting at all. It's just the animators animating the character listening, to, all through and, and, and eyes and reacting. mouth. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell, that you can like see her like heart growing three sizes, or, you know, type thing. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Without having to animate it like they yeah. actually do in the Grinch thing. Yeah.
2: And the crew listening in, they don't get any lines, but you can tell they're all like, oh, you know, like yeah. big dumb goofies. Uh, you made this point while we were watching it, but there's a scene where uh, Mark Hamill, the bad guy. Muska, Muska, Muska. Where Mark Hamill playing Muska, the bad guy, he throws off some d- princess dress oh, or yeah, some yeah, garb, yeah, yeah. and they didn't even have to animate it because it's not key to what's actually being talked about in the yeah. scene, but it is like meant to portray his like apathy and is like disdain, throwing yeah, yeah disdain and it's just this little animated thing and you're like that's re- that's a small little detail that really works
0: yeah you're right it's when it's when he's like she's up in her little tower and they <laughs> got her all these nice clothes and they're trying to like bribe her with right. pretty dresses and that thing they think that's what's gonna work on Sheeta but that doesn't work on Sheeta because she's a good old farm girl
2: She's you know? the heroine. You can't keep her yeah. down. Yeah, she's the true princess.
0: Pretty dresses aren't gonna do anything for me.
2: <laughs>
0: and that's a, that's such like you said. That's a I like how you say comfortable instead of familiar because that's sure. so much better. Because comfortable means that they're they're not doing it to say like, hey, audience, do you remember this? Yeah, no. They're doing it because it's like uh, something that. Is like in the hero's journey. It's something that's in great stories. It's it's a homage. It makes sense. And like her It's being, a natural beat. Yeah, her the princess being locked away in the tower, them trying to bribe her with pretty clothes and stuff. Yep. Is it's a fairy tale like standard. That's it. And poor Pazu's down in the dungeon, which was another fairy tale standard.
2: Uh, but he he gets his kite steed, his weird sky horse that yeah. he flies around right. in yeah like even Dune seemed to rip off this because there's that whole scene where they go through the storm like finding Laputa oh. and that's them like, bo- that's him and Shea sort of like really bonding and saying like, hey, let's tie ourselves yeah. together. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's more of that. It's like the heaven scene from Porco Rosso. It's these little like buried in the, it's full action sequences and then there's one little like touching scene and you're like, holy crap. Why, why is there feel good, wholesome, comfortable in the middle of my <laughs> animated movie? One of the things I really
0: like about this over some of the other ones is well I mean I guess it's a it's that way in Howls too. Like really this is this is I can see how this is an outgrowth of Howls in a lot of ways. There's I gotcha. A lot of similarities to it. But like I said this one is so much more approachable. This is like the perfect movie to like get younger people into yes. Ghibli. Like show them this and like Kiki's mm-hmm. and then like um Totoro. You, you know, down. and then maybe like then move on to Arietti because that's a little bit <laughs> headier. Headier, yeah. The, this one like is is more ground, and that's why I think so. Like Arietti was one of the ones I like too because that one's kind of more grounded, even though there's like about tiny little people, <laughs> but there's in there, the ground, no. yeah. But there's nothing like in it that's that's too fantastical no. and mystical. It's just tiny little people, that's it. and that's the rules of the world, and that's it. And this this is like okay, there's this flying world and it's very advanced and it's basically kind of using that thing that they say, what is it, like a uh, sufficient technology seems like magic to yes. like lower technology people? I got you. Yeah. Right? So it's almost like, yes, it seems like magic to us and them, but maybe it's just like super advanced technology that comes from the, the crystal used in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of grounds it a little bit more. I guess I like his stuff that's a little more grounded, Mm -hmm. even though Howells is like super out there. But I think I like Howells so much just because it's like this with like all these extra added elements of like weirdness and things like that. But yeah, this one is so much more. I love Brad saying Brad being here and Brad saying comfortable (laughs) because this is more comfortable because, you know, as great as Howells is, it's not comfortable. It's an uncomfortable movie for sure. Um, because it's anti-war, and yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of tension, and yeah, there's it's darker. unrequited love, and this one comes across as like Panzu and Sheeta at the end. You know, they live happily ever after. They're yeah. gonna be right. like, they're gonna be together forever, and everyone's happy, and the end yep. type thing. And you know, a lot of his stuff doesn't end that way. No, it's a little bit more vague. Because yeah. even like Arietti, Arietti kind of ends on a bummer too, mm-hmm. because she they, her family can't stay in their house anymore. They right. have to like. Go and you don't. You hope that they find new lands to live in, but they're just freaking floating away in a teapot.
2: Yeah, for a lot of those, it's yeah. almost there's a return to the real world slash return to normalcy, which right. is a return like the resolution to the conflict in the movie. But it's not necessarily it's a, a losing of some of the magic that you just watched. Right. This is a reassurance that the fairy tale continues. Yes. Right. You're right
0: because yes. even your favorite one, and I'm not knocking, yeah, yeah. I love it, but Porco Rosso, it ends with a question mark. Question right. mark. And there's hints in there, but no one ever says anything. But but that's what it so costs you,
1: you as the viewer, it seems like. You yeah. Know? Whereas this one doesn't really ask you to no. to pay much emotionally. Right. This one's more roller coaster right. and satisfaction. I don't know what that
0: says about me. <laughs> But I, but it makes sense because my favorite movies are all movies like this. I got you. I, I Back to the Future is one of my top five movies. Star Wars is one of my top five movies. Sure, all these movies that are like just fun popcorn munchers that are just have some extra element that's something above. Yep, and, and I don't know what that is. There's just like a little bit, a little bit of special spice or something in there. Just you know, that's what makes them masterpieces. Something that goes above and beyond. mm Hmm. Mikey, favorite favorite character. Who's your favorite character?
2: Favorite character. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out before the favorite character. Okay, just yeah, give us it. A- uh, this one gets extra points for me for the music. I think this is the most oh, yeah, it's really- charismatic of the scores of the mm-hmm. Miyazaki scores because this is epic Spielberg, uh, John Williams, Japanese cousin probably made this. It's so like did you know bombastic.
0: that did you know that this the music in this was recommissioned by when they did the Disney dub. Um, oh, by, the ori- by the original composer. That's awesome. They went back to the original composer and they said, like, we love what you're doing in he- here, but
2: we think it can be more. That explains it, too. That's and, why and it's s- so polished and sort right. of. Right.
0: So uh, apparently they they had him rescore it and he had, what, how many years? 86 to oh, yeah. 98 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. He had to 12 years. ruminate on it. Yeah. You know? And... Kudos to Disney for like going back to the original composer, not just being like, "Hey, John Williams." Yeah, you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) we got our own guy. We'll do it in house. Yeah, no, that's awesome, and the music is spectacular. But favorite character for me, (laughs) floating way up high. It's so easy to make up lyrics, which means that's a that's a good song and a catchy melody. (laughs) Uh, A favorite character. I'm going to say uh, robot because oh, uh, robot. I, I'm an iron giant kid. And this is a Miyazaki thing. So pointed out as points for him is that kind of like the comfortable, but adding in the sprinkle of magic, they are robots. They're made of metal, maybe stone, maybe don't really yeah, know. They don't, don't know. know. They don't he even says explain. it at some point. He goes, we don't know if this made is metal or ceramic or what. We don't have the technology to figure it out. Moss binds to it. Its yes. wires look like guts and flowers. Yeah, it right. looks organic instead of like mesh wires technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they get to hang out with animal creatures. So there's something magical about those robots, and so yeah. I love them definitely. And they look like Koroks from Zelda or the the shaky heads from uh, Mononoke. So yeah. you know, yeah, one and the same. Oh man,
0: what about you? Uh,
2: I'd Bradley? have to take
1: Andy and Mandy. I'd have to take uh, <laughs> oh the brothers, the, the, all of the, the three brothers, brothers the, the, Mama. The, <laughs> Yeah, the Mama's Kids. The Comic Relief. The, the Pirates. Is they were they great. And they were, then the, you know, if you listened for it, we definitely knew exactly when Andy Dick made his comments. <laughs> yeah. And some of them were right on and exactly what you would expect from him.
2: That's fun, yeah. Uh,
1: but I didn't find out about the Mandy thing until after mm-hmm. the movie. Nope. And I wish I'd known that going into it so that mm-hmm. I could have uh, been like, Watched for him a
2: little more. Just I mean, in all uh, the pauses you're going, Did you kill my father? Did you <laughs> kill my were, father? Prepare to die. They were
1: so great though. That was that was a good yeah. uh, good fun uh group of characters there.
0: That's great. Was that
2: you, Kev, favorite person?
0: Man, I love Pazu so much. <laughs> I he's I mean, he's he is kind of like everything goes right for him, sure. but it's mm-hmm. not like without him trying to screw it up. Oh, I mean nice. he's like but he's just so earnest. That's, it. And That's he right. Yes. So he's such, he's like the goodest good guy ever. There's I mean, from like, the moment we meet him. Yeah.
2: Unfailing. Yeah. And he's got like super monkey strength. Yeah, he's got crazy monkey. <laughs> he's got the monkeys. forearms of three pirates. <laughs> yeah. some some longshore fisherman type forearms. He can hang on for days.
0: I just love the i I love the way that they styled him. Mm-hmm. It's just this little vest, and he's got his keppy hat. <laughs> yep, his goggles, and it's just I don't know. He's a cool looking little guy. His Star Wars looking goggles. He looked like straight up like
2: Hoth. Oh yeah, he whatever. Has like a That's he has right. like a
0: poncho at some point. <laughs> Luke yeah.
2: Skywalker all day. Like Kevin said earlier, yeah, he's a total like. <laughs> well,
0: you know, well they got Mark Hamill in this, but he was too old to do Pazu, so they had him <laughs> do the bad guy, A.K.A. Joker. Mark Hamill has tons of critical acclaim for this movie in particular. I believe it, and rightfully so because it's perfect mix of he ha- he does has that great like oh I'm just going to be your friend right yeah, now. everything is fine menace. yeah and there's yeah. so much menace there and then when he starts getting mad he starts getting mad. Yep. Then we find out, you know, that he's actually a Laputa too.
2: Yeah. So does that mean he's like her evil uncle? Yeah. Like it's not like her direct dad or brother. No.
0: No. Well, he said it's been like seven hundred years, and the family split at some point. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it's just same regal line.
0: Yeah. It seemed like, and they don't go into this, but I've built this up in my mind from having seen this a few (laughs) times. But to me, it's like when they they left for whatever reason hundreds and hundreds of years ago, yeah. there was one group that was like, we never should have left. <laughs> and then there was another group that was like, we left, but we will honor everything that we had, you know, and mm-hmm. she's from the latter, the way yeah, right. the latter and he's mm. from the former. Yes. And uh, so it seems like his, the legends that were sent down to him was like to reclaim. That's why he had that little book mm-hmm. with all the stuff in it. <laughs> Such a tiny and, little book. And, a book. <laughs> and how yeah. to, well, it's easier to hide that way. <laughs> right. Um, it's his little spy book. He's a spy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, it had like how to you know how to work the computer or whatever that that's was right. in there. It had like all these instructions. Yeah. So where he got that, you know, he's like the legends are true. So wherever he got that from, to me, it's something that was handed down to the family because one day we will reclaim. Because that's how he was acting. Right. We will reclaim the power. You know, we yeah. left this place. So he's telling her all that stuff, and she's just like. I just have this crystal necklace and right. know some magic spells.
2: I know some spells. Yeah. And yeah, that that sort of is the true ancestor in that she saves it by destroying it and yeah. only the people that like, truly love it you know, understand yeah. that it's better to destroy it than let it fall into Mark Hamill's dastardly hands. Yeah. She didn't truly really destroy it, though. It was still there only yeah. because of the tree. It, 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 that the giant tree kept bonsai. some of it
0: together and then it went into space, it seemed like. Are we all agreed that it went into space? That
1: was, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty
2: sure I saw a planet in the background. Yeah. Other than the curvature of the Earth. Yeah.
0: I think it just, I think their point was like, it's too high now for (laughs) any of these steampunk people to get to. (laughs) It's going to take technology to get to like spacecraft to get back to Laputa.
2: No, it's so cool looking, though. Space bonsai. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: But anyway, we don't do pizza ratings, Brad, because this is my favorite. Sure. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i give it eight we're just letting you slices. buy all the pe- old pizzas here by yeah, the way <laughs> buying
0: all the pizza yeah the just to wrap it up i love this because it's so approachable it still has all those great things that i love and howls the, i love steampunk so much I love those crazy airships, yeah. especially like the, it, has, it still has the army one in there. Yeah. It's like a mix of like the pirate ships from Poca Rosso, sure. the army ships from Howells. It's got a little bit of the Arieti, This isn't too serious yeah. going on, but it also has like that Monoke and like it has his message of like they do he does kind of like nuke something <laughs> using that power and there's there's kind of a it is a the, giant weapon yeah. the message in there that wonderful things can't be turned into weapons in the wrong hands absolute power corrupts yeah. absolutely yes but i just love it it's just su- such an 80s movie that's so funny that it was released so much later and most americans know it of so much later but it is very much a, classic 80s film that to me fits in with all those other classic 80s
2: films. And it's fascinating to see Miyazaki was this sort of formed and themed and uh, stylized this this fresh out of the gate. That's
1: right. Uh, You almost take it for granted in that you're like, oh, I've seen these themes before, but you don't you don't appreciate it in that you've seen these themes before in other works yeah. that are probably paying homage to this. Exactly. It's a very, you know, it's, it's
0: a, so, it's a very much like someone says, "Hey, watch Citizen Kane," and you watch it, and you're like, "Well, it's kind of slow and kind of," uh. and then when like a film student points out to you, like, "Hey, see this shot?" <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've seen it in a million movies. No one ever did that shot before, right? And you're this like, where "What?" Came from. You know, and it's like. It has a lot of like no one ever did this before yep. type stuff. And Definitely, this is a nice little example of that. It's well put together,
1: yeah. very very well put together.
2: My only complaint about this movie is it's thirty minutes too long. Sorry, movie. Uh, ninety true. minutes is the perfect runtime. Yes. Oh, is it over ninety minutes? <laughs> it is, but not oh, yeah. not. It doesn't feel like it. It's two hours. It is two hours. Oh wow, it's paced one twenty. Well. Yeah, yeah. So. That I had to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, is 90, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. The only, that's the only really qualm I can level against between the two, but Make if I'm going to stick that, But thick. it's so fast-paced, though. It never bogs. That's it. Yeah. No, it's paced very well, so it doesn't yeah. feel like two hours, but I have technicality, man. 90 <laughs> minutes. Tell me a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, I love this movie, and I hope you guys love it, too. Um, as Brad said earlier, pizza's here.
1: Means, yeah, pizza's here.
0: That means it's the end of the pod.
2: Holy Shita! It's our pizza. Somebody oh. tell Shita and Patsu. <laughs> oh, he made me Ernie laugh. <laughs>
0: oh, well, you know what I think, and you kind of know what these two guys think, but we want to know what you guys think yeah. about yeah. Castle in the Sky and also Porco Rosso from before
2: and Miyazaki um, and Ghibli and all of it.
0: Yeah, let us know if you haven't already what your favorite one is. You can hit us up on our social medias at Assuming Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send us the Gmail, AssumingPositions, at gmail.comcom Dot com. Every single week. Every single week. I say, Mikey, how do you want the Gmail formatted? But oh. we have a guest. And every time we have a guest, we say, hey, guest, how do you want the Gmail I'd, formatted?
1: I'd like to receive it in poorly dubbed, out-of-sync uh, <laughs> mouth to, to audio track. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's the there was a few times in this, as a lot of the Disney dub Ghibli stuff, yeah. that they add like you nose or do you think?" or the, that yeah. they're kind of covering flaps, but that's so much better than the older like yes. the older stuff where they go <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, why are you laughing right now? Yeah. it's because the mouth was still moving. we didn't know what to put.
2: The mystery I have is uh, Patsu definitely mouths something when he sees his dad in his vision. But I don't know what it is because it's Japanese mouth movements. I thought he was saying dad, but it doesn't look like it.
0: He might have been saying dad.
2: Maybe. And Japanese. (laughs) If you guys like
0: what we're doing here and want to support us, you can buy us a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. You have to buy three because there's three of us. (laughs) There you go. We also want to let you guys know, come see us at BayCon 2023. Brad's even going to be there. That's right. You can see Brad in person. The whole crew. Uh, Bacon 2023 is the first weekend of July down Houston Way. Yes. We have all the links on our social media, so you can check that out there. We want to thank you, Positron, so much for listening. You're the best fans anyone could ever have. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for being here and doing our announcing. Thank you. Uh, We also want to thank Not Scott Productions for our equipment and being in our booth over there. We haven't talked at all. (laughs) Brad took his mic. He's been really quiet. (laughs) We have only Jazz R for our music. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A sky (laughs) castle filled sky (laughs) of a week. It's the castle in in the the sky. sky. Castle in the sky. Tune in again next week on
2: Sky Castle.